State UIL football playoffs. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 at Imperial Drive. Come by and see what makes us different. The Baylor women have moved up a spot to fifth in this week's AP basketball poll. Last night, they improved to 7-1 with a 73-28 win over Moorhead State. The Baylor men are number four this week in both the AP and Coaches College basketball polls. They trailed Duke, Purdue, and Gonzaga. UCLA, Villanova, Texas, Kansas, Kentucky, and Arkansas finish off the top ten. Michigan has moved into the number two spot in the college football playoff poll. Georgia is still number one with Alabama and Cincinnati finishing out the top four. Oklahoma State is fifth, followed by Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Ole Miss. Baylor is ninth in the poll ahead of Oregon. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, and we are brought to you in part by Good Feet and the Central Texas Marketplace near Cabela's. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us as uh, we bounce along here on this uh, Wednesday morning. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll get to uh, Shehan J. Arajah. Uh, let's see. Uh, from the and, and I'm going to, without even glancing at this, I'm just going to read it, Ward. Uh, from the CNC Collision Center text line, I have to say the playoff committee might be right at this point in time, if Bama loses, it will be out uh, for Notre Dame or Oklahoma State. I would love to see a first round of Georgia versus Notre Dame and Michigan versus Cincinnati. So, could happen. Uh, it, but here's my question, and here's my conspiracy. If Georgia and Alabama in the SEC title game play a knockdown drag out, 21-17, 17-14, does a two-loss Alabama get in over Cincinnati? Does a two-loss – now, look, if Georgia beats Alabama 35-14, you can't keep Alabama in the mix. But if Georgia and Alabama play a – you know, just a, an old-fashioned SEC game where, it, you know, it's – you know what I'm talking about, Ward. 17-14, 21-17, 28-21. If it's one of those where a play here or a play there decides the football game, do you – does the committee take a two-loss Bama team over Cincinnati? It's a great question. Um – it's possible. I, I, I really think And I possible. say over Cincinnati. I mean, it's over Oklahoma State, too, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, or, or or Baylor or whoever else. I mean, look, if for Oklahoma State to be in the consideration, they have to win Saturday. Yes. Uh, and, and there's many who think that if, if Oklahoma State wins those top two, top ten games back-to-back, OU, which they've already done, and Baylor this Saturday, mm-hmm. if that happens, then the Cowboys are going to leapfrog into the top four. I personally don't. I don't believe it. I'm, 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 I hope it's correct. That would be the I'd correct thing. I'd love to thing. be wrong, but I just don't believe it. Until you prove that to me, I, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a show me guy. Uh, 
But quite frankly, what, what we want here in River City is we don't want that to be even on the plate of the, of the committee. Uh, we, want, uh, you know, we want Baylor to win the football game and, and, uh, and hand Oklahoma State their second loss. And if that happens, then they're not in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but the question I'm coming back to is, does Alabama, two-loss Alabama team, get in uh, over, over, say, Cincinnati if it is a hard-fall competitive football game? So, Notre Dame wins. Well, they don't have to play, right? No, they're done. Their body of work is finished. Okay, so they would have to leapfrog Cincinnati. And Oklahoma State. Yeah, I they're six. I don't know. And we'll get into all that a little I, later on. Look, if they can find a way to justify Alabama being in over Cincinnati and it, and it has to happen, then then it will. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. We'll find out. It, it, but, again, th- those are things that's kind of fun to just sit here and talk about. I, I, I make no bones about it. I hate the fact that we have a, uh, a, a committee picking just four teams. Uh, sorry. That's, that's, that's my personal take on it. I think every conference champion should be in this thing. Uh, if you want to have some at-large teams, that's fine. I, you know, the more the merrier, let's go. But uh, if you're only picking four teams, and that's what you're doing, you're picking four teams. These, these four teams don't have – there's not a path that says, okay, if you win this game or win this league, you're in. That's not the way it is. There is a committee that picks them. So, uh, we'll uh, – We'll get Shahan's thoughts on that. Uh, we do welcome into the program from CBSSports.com, Shahan Jayaraja. Good morning. How are you, sir? Hey, it's uh, it's been a busy week, but I'm doing well. Uh, really? There's things going on? <laughs> the ball stops. Things go crazy. Did you ever think that you would, in one week, be talking about job openings at Oklahoma and Notre Dame by the choosing of the coach, not the school? Well, uh, considering it's the first time since 1946 at Oklahoma, and I, I don't know the exact date at Notre Dame, but a long time. Uh, no, no, not at all. I mean, this is pretty unprecedented. I mean, the closest analog that we have to this is Jimbo Fisher leaving Florida State for Texas A&M. And, you know, Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M was really kind of downsliding by the time that it happened. Both Oklahoma and Notre Dame are teams that, in Oklahoma's case, up until last week were in the college football playoff race. And in the case of Notre Dame, it's still very much in the college football playoff race. So I, I think that it's really kind of brutal for the game to, to kind of have two coaches, especially you know in Brian Kelly's case, where you still have a team that's essentially active, to leave their team with the chance of a, of a national championship still in front of you. I mean, I, I think that's in a lot of ways – you know, this is the new world of college football, especially with the way that the early signing period has changed our timeline. But this is the most extreme versions of it that we've had as yet. Talking about the college football playoff, and, and I'm curious to see where, where Notre Dame finally, where this whole thing kind of finishes up for Notre Dame. But can you see, is there a way for Alabama to lose to Georgia and remain in the top four, in your opinion? I think there is. Uh, I mean, I think that one 
the committee has given a lot of respect to Alabama. And when you look at their resume, I don't know that they deserve it to this point. But, uh, you know, up uh, up until a couple weeks ago, they were number two in the country despite not really having very many quality wins. They do have that nice win over Ole Miss that, you know, has aged pretty well. But, I mean, Ole Miss is fine. Ole Miss is a top ten team. But I I don't know that it's enough to erase, for example, a loss to Texas A&M. I don't know that it's enough to erase – some of the performances that they had against Auburn. It, you know, so it's just a little surprising to me how much respect that they've had for Alabama throughout this process, but they're Alabama, I get it. And so if they do lose close, I don't think that they can get blown out and still make the college football playoff, but if they do lose close to Georgia and Georgia kind of just feels like this overwhelming best team in the country, I could see them not penalizing Alabama and potentially leaving them in the field. Now, again, I think that it's probably unlikely. I also think that just, just frankly, I think that Alabama is going to get beaten by quite a bit by Georgia because I don't think that Alabama is an awesome football team. Uh, but I do definitely see a potential pass depending on how the rest of the field shakes out for Alabama to still make it with a loss. Flip it. If Bama beats Georgia, is this the four teams that are going to play in the playoff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that would be a loss for both of those teams to get in. And, uh, you know – I think that the thing that's interesting about all this, right, is that we're in situations where only one team from conference championship games are sort of outside of the SEC uh, guaranteed to kind of be able to play their way in. Because, for example, you've got Michigan, Iowa, only Michigan can play their way in uh, with a win in the Big Ten championship game. You know, you go across to uh, to some of the other conferences, like the Big 12, I, I don't know whether Baylor can play its way in with a win. I know that Oklahoma State can play its way in with a win. So it is going to be interesting because it isn't going to take that much to create quite a bit of chaos and all of a sudden bring up all of these questions about uh, about who would get in if there was an opening. But if Alabama does beat Georgia, I think that we can be pretty solid that that's those two teams. All right, uh, you mentioned the uh, it is championship Saturday. Uh, your alma mater playing for a Big 12 title. That's, uh, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, my goodness, two Big 12 championship games in three years, a 6-10 win season since 2011. I mean, it, it's crazy, of course, what they've built there, and it's crazy how quickly Dave Rand has gotten things back on track after a two and seven season. So uh, obviously they needed a little bit of help to, uh, to make it there with Oklahoma state beating Oklahoma last week, but uh, they very much earned this. I mean, to, to, go and beat Oklahoma the way they did. I think that they clearly deserve to be the second team uh, in that conversation. And, and when you look back, I mean, Baylor was picked eighth in the Big 12, right? I mean, this was not a team that was supposed to be a Big 12 title contender. We'll see if they're able to compete with Oklahoma State, who they really struggled with in their one time. But, I, I mean, this is one of the best teams in the country. They rank number nine in the college football playoff rankings. Uh, and, you know, the thing that I'll say about them, too, is like, if they had not lost that weird, weird game against TCU, they'd be right in the thick of this national championship race as well. And and and, I, and everybody around here is talking about that. Uh, make no mistake about it. Uh, Seven thirty-seven. We're visiting with uh, Shayhan Jayaraja. Uh, Shayhan, I want to I want to go back to the CFP, and I, and I meant to do this a minute ago. I know the committee has all of these these the criteria, but the fact that that. Brian Kelly's leaving Notre Dame should, in your opinion, not the committee's opinion, I know what that is, but do you think that should affect how they determine the top four teams? I don't think so because it's it's just not their fault, right? I mean, it's not Jack Cohn's fault that Brian Kelly decided that he'd rather – 
go recruit in Louisiana than play for a national championship, right? It's not uh, it's not Michael Mayer's fault. And so I would be real hesitant to do that. If they feel like they're one of the top four teams, I think they should put them in regardless of whether they have their head coach or not. Now, the thing that I'll say is that I don't think that this is one of the top four teams in America. Uh, they don't have a ranked win to this point. Uh, not, not by any fault of their own. It's just their schedule kind of worked out that way. And so I, I mean, when you when you kind of compare them, right, we hear this knock all the time whenever it's group of five teams like UCF or Cincinnati trying to reach the top of the field that's, oh, well, you know, look at their wins, where are their wins? Well, I mean, Notre Dame doesn't have the wins. That, that's just it to me. I, I think that even even though they have one loss, if you look at some of these other teams, I mean, Baylor would potentially as a two-loss team uh, if you're comparing them against them. You know, you're talking about Baylor potentially having three top 15 wins, you know, if you some of these other teams with Iowa, right? You're talking about them having three top 25 wins. And to kind of compare that against a team like Notre Dame that doesn't have any, that's tough. But for me, I, I would not want to hold against them that their coach left. Because, again, I, I just don't want to blame the players for something that isn't their fault at all. Who's the big target for OU to go get right now? Yeah, right now it seems like the name is Brent Venables, the defensive coordinator at Clemson. Of course, uh, Brent Venables was the – defensive coordinator for like 13 years I think it was at Oklahoma under Bob Stoops was the co-defensive coordinator of the 2000 national championship team as a really young guy has built Clemson into one of the you know great defensive dynasties in college football produced eight first round picks during his time at Clemson so I, I think that in a lot of ways they feel like he's an Oklahoma guy he's somebody who's been targeted many many times for uh, head coaching openings, most, most notably at his alma mater, Kansas State. But he's been pretty happy uh, just being a coordinator. I think that when he takes a job, he wants to be at a job that he feels like he can be at for a long time. And I think Oklahoma's that job. You know, I, I think that he, it's a job that means a lot to him personally because of his experience there. I, I think that it's a place where also I think he could succeed because I think that, I mean, he's not this sort of big personality. You look at some of these SEC jobs, you almost need like this huge politician to kind of go in and talk people up and and I don't think that Oklahoma is that kind of place I think you're set up pretty well to succeed uh, because of having great administration and a solid booster sort of culture so I, I think that Brent Venables would make a lot of sense now they're going to look everywhere I mean I think that you look at you know I, I think you talk to Luke Fickle I think you talk to Matt Campbell I think you talk to anybody who might be interested in the job and, and there's going to be some mystery candidates not to the not to the Brian Kelly level of mystery candidate, but I think there will be. But at the end of the day, I think that uh, Brent Venables just makes a lot of sense for what this program is and also what this program kind of needs right at this moment in terms of somebody who's going to come in and really commit to Oklahoma. In South Bend, can Notre Dame hire a coordinator or do they have to go hire an established head coach? Yeah, well, it's something that you've heard before, right, is that, you know, Notre Dame – historically does not hire uh, people without head coaching experience. And, uh, you know, you look back and the times that they did it haven't always gone well, but I think that it's a different situation if that person is Marcus Freeman, the current defensive coordinator, because he's somebody who, one, everybody knows is going to be a head coach, whether it's at Notre Dame, whether it's at Cincinnati, whether it's somewhere else. Really, this cycle, I expect him to be a head coach. And uh, apparently, Brian Kelly wants to make him the highest-paid defensive coordinator in college football if he comes down with him to LSU. But I, I think he's just going to have better opportunities. And the funny thing that you that you say about that is that last year, 
uh, Marcus Freeman had the opportunity when he was defensive coordinator at Cincinnati under Luke Fickle. He had the opportunity to go to LSU under Ed Orgeron and decided to go to Notre Dame instead. I, I think likely because he, one, maybe wants to stay in the region, and two, because I think that uh, that he felt like maybe this is a, a situation that I could leverage into a, a head coaching job just a little bit quicker. And so I do think that uh, that he should be considered. He's done a great job. I mean, really everything he's done is his turn to gold, right? I mean, at Cincinnati, he was part of that rebuild uh, to where now they're a college football playoff team. His fingerprints are all over that team. Uh, and then at Notre Dame, you know, it was a little bit of a shaky start, but since uh, maybe game three or four, they've really developed on the defensive side of the ball. They're recruiting at the highest level that they have since the year after they played in the 2012 National Championship game. Like, Mar- Marcus Freeman has changed a whole lot about that program and, and really was, I think, in a lot of ways the reason that I was surprised that Brian Kelly left because it felt like things are trending in such a good direction. But if you feel like that guy's special, I, I feel like Marcus Freeman is the kind of hire that you can make at this point with the state of Notre Dame football being as positive as it is. Does Brian Kelly legitimately have a better chance of winning the national championship at LSU than he did at Notre Dame? <laughs> Not this year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think he has potentially a better chance of of reaching that high level of, of winning a national championship. But the thing about the LSU job is that you've got to ride wave. You know, I mean, that, that's the thing about his time at Notre Dame is that he's really established uh, himself to a point where he's winning 10 games a year, you know, where he's he's compiling wins. He's always got good teams. I, I think that it's it's easier to kind of get that potential type of Joe Burrow 15-0 and team at LSU, but I think it's also a lot easier to go 7-5 and five and have a really bad year at LSU and for everybody to be mad at you, right? And I'm not sure how Brian Kelly's going to handle that. He hasn't really been in a position where he's failed very often during his time uh, as Notre Dame's head coach or really even before that. You know, I mean, like failure has been, wow, you didn't play well enough in the college football playoff and national championship game. All of a sudden it's going to be, oh, you lost to five teams because there are five really good teams in the SEC. But yes, you know, I mean, you, you will have that elite level talent. That's what you're going to have at LSU. But guess what? So does everybody else in the SEC as well. So I, I don't know. I'm really curious to kind of see how he handles that environment. I'm curious how he handles the pressure of it because it really, I mean, he took over Notre Dame at a time where there was very little pressure, you know? And so I think, I think that it's going to be interesting to see how he responds to that kind of situation. Now, I get it for 10 years, $105 million. I, I think that you, you get over it, right? You get over having pressure, but uh, I am curious how he's going to respond to that because he hasn't coached in this area of the country before. He hasn't uh, you know, really had to recruit the state of Louisiana or the South before. I mean, this is completely different than anything that he's ever done before. Um, you know, it feels so much that uh, that LSU's athletic director, Scott Woodward, was like, I'm going to make a splashy hire. Well, I don't really care who it is. If Brian Kelly's willing to come, then I'll throw all the money at him. So it's a weird fit for me, but I do think that there is a chance that it does, you know, at least down the road at some point lead to a national championship. And you know the other thing about it, uh, Shehan, is is the academic standards at Notre Dame. Brian Kelly figured out how to recruit with with that in mind, and, and as you point out, consistently win 9, 10, 11 games every year. I mean, he, he had it figured out. Yeah, no no question about it. I mean, the task at LSU and the task at Notre Dame might be two of the most different things in college football, right? I mean, you're going from a situation where, you know, it, it's almost like uh, Notre Dame in some ways wants to, to – 
go in and sort of say, we do things the way that you're supposed to in college football, right? We, we go in and we talk about our academics and we make our kids, you know, do well in school, all, all this sort of stuff. And at LSU, I mean, certainly they care about that stuff, but it's a very different sort of culture, right? I mean, it's very much a, how can we get this kid in? How can we keep this kid eligible? You know, it, it's just a different sort of culture. And I'm curious, especially in these first couple of years, I mean, that, that's going to be a heck of a culture shock for a coach like Brian Kelly, who's kind of been asked to do things a certain type of way to now come into LSE where you're asked to, you know, we don't care what you do, just win. Is there an upset? Is there a shocker, if you will, on championship Saturday, in your opinion? I mean, I think that Baylor is is poised to potentially be the team that could do it most. I mean, I, I think that they do match up so well with Oklahoma State. Uh, Dave Aranda has historically done well in his second chance against teams. But, you know, I mean, I, I do think that Oklahoma State's still the favorite. I mean, Baylor's often, for all intents and purposes, scored zero points against Oklahoma State when they played in Stillwater. So I think it'll be a really good game. I expect it to be really, really close. Uh, if you're a betting man, take the under on that game because these are two incredible defenses. You know, that would probably be the most likely one. It's not impossible by any means that Alabama could beat Georgia, though I, I don't know that I see it happening. Uh, you know, and, and I do think that with Michigan, I mean, Michigan – that team was built so much to beat this Iowa State team. I am curious now they go against the team in Iowa uh, that I think will be able to stop them much more effectively on one side of the ball. The flip side is I don't know if they're going to be able to score at all on Michigan's defense. So I, I think it's going to be closer games than we're used to at conference championship Saturday, which, of course, you know, even just one upset could really throw things into chaos. Uh, but, you know, that'll make it a lot of fun, I think, to watch at home. Shayhan, what are you working on for CBSSports.com? Yeah, well, I'm actually heading out to the uh, to the airport because there's a hotel over there where uh, where they're actually hosting the college football playoff management <laughs> meeting, basically. <laughs> so we're going to see potentially if in the next couple of days they finally approve that 12-team college football playoff. They might not. They, they still have the opportunity to talk a little bit more about it. But, uh, but I'll be heading out there, so uh, keep track of all my reporting on my Twitter account at Raja or at CBSSports.com. Man, we appreciate it as always. Have a great day. Yeah, thank you so much. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. All right, uh, 748. We're going to continue talking about the uh, CFP. We'll do that here in just a couple of minutes. John Morris is coming up before the top of the hour with the latest Baylor sports news and our Baylor sports beats. So all that is still straight ahead here on the program for a Wednesday. But right now, we're going to talk about our good friends over at Morrison's Gifts. And, uh, it, man, it is that time. It is Christmas time, and that means it is time for you to check out all the great gifts and potential gifts that you can buy at uh, Morrison's Gifts. And, you know, here's the deal, and, and I've told you this a million times. You go over to Morrison's, and you're looking for, well, you don't know what you're looking for. That's 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 kind of my MO when I walk in there and, and They'll ask, "Hey, what 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 are you looking for?" And I don't know. Start start helping me, and and they do. I mean, they kind of they start asking questions, and then they start kind of figuring things out. And boy, but before you know it, you're you're going, "Okay, is do I pick this one or do I pick that?" Or do, so now you got choices. They, they they get you in a spot to where you've got choices. But look, it, uh, it it's Christmas time, and and it is time for you to to make that purchase of a John Hart bag or or accessories or Consuela purses and totes, or maybe you want to. 
candle. Maybe you want a gift basket, and and they can create a gift basket for you with this and that and the other. It, it, you tell them, hey, I want to spend blah 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 dollars, and th- they can they can build you a uh, a, a gift basket uh, with any budget in mind. Plus, remember, and it, this is the cool part for me free gift wrapping they're going to take care of it they're going to wrap it up for you and they're going to make it look like uh like a pro did it and of course she's going to know that you didn't but it's okay it's okay morrison's gifts they're at the corner of waco drive and valley mills drive that's right next to uh, jason's deli get by there check it out you you know if if you um if you like, you still got some time. You can put a little money down today, and then uh, as you get a little closer to Christmas, which is just about 25 days away, then you can uh, pay the balance of that thing. So check it out. It is uh, Morrison's Gifts, and again, they are uh, right next to Jason's Deli, and uh, tell them that we sent you by, would you? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. In Commons Bank is rooting for all of our local teams this 2021 football season. While you gear up for game days this fall, why not earn money at the same time? With the new Mars Rewards checking account from In Commons Bank, you can earn money every time you swipe your debit card. Earn while snagging spirit shirts, snacks, and supplies for celebrations after the big win with the Mars Rewards debit card. It's the perfect card for everyday purchases. Visit us in person or online at incommonsbank.com forward slash Mars to find out more information. Member FDIC. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family and friends and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's you'll love our sausage. At UBO Business Services, we understand that digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. When it's time to think insurance for you and your family, wouldn't it be wise to consider the insurance provider built by Texans for Texans? Jarrett Wilburn, Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, is the one to see for your auto, home, farm and ranch, and life insurance needs. Jarrett was born and raised in Central Texas, so he is here to answer the phone promptly and to provide the best customer service when you need it the most. He has you covered. Jarrett Wilborn, Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, 254-301-3790. 
Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 at Imperial Drive. Come by and see what makes us different. The Baylor women have moved up a spot to fifth in this week's AP basketball poll. Last night, they improved to 7-1 and one with a 73-28 win over Moorhead State. The Baylor men are number four this week in both the AP and Coaches College basketball polls. They trailed Duke. Purdue and Gonzaga, UCLA, Villanova, Texas, Kansas, Kentucky, and Arkansas finish off the top ten. Michigan has moved into the number two spot in the college football playoff poll. Georgia is still number one with Alabama and Cincinnati finishing out the top four. Oklahoma State is fifth, followed by Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Ole Miss. Baylor is ninth in the poll ahead of Oregon. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, 755, welcome back in. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. You just heard uh, Lark on our uh, Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group. Mentioned the uh, top uh, four teams in uh, college football playoffs, the uh, CFP. Georgia won, Michigan two, Alabama three, Cincinnati four. The Sooners were at five, uh, Notre Dame at six, and the Bears at number nine. You mean the Cowboys? Yeah, yeah, I mean the Cowboys, yeah. Uh, do they have it right? Or today, not not next week, not after the – Do they today, do they have the top four teams in America? Probably, yeah. I'm okay with it. Here's my deal. And maybe they do and maybe they don't. I don't know. But I was thinking about this last night. Just just hear me out. Just take this league. This league. Baylor beats Iowa State. Iowa State beats Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State beats Baylor. Both Baylor and Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma, and Oklahoma beats Iowa State. How in the world can you make a <laughs> – you know what I'm saying? I mean, there, there's it's there's a lot of moving parts. And now you're asking a committee to decide that for every conference in America and determine the the top four teams? I don't see it. I don't see how you can how you can do it. It, it with just the eye test. I mean, and that's kind of what we're talking about here, isn't it? When you have a committee and they're voting, it's it's an opinion. Now, there's I'm sure their opinion is based on factual information, but it is opinion at the end of the day. When you're voting, it's an opinion. And, and here's what Jerry says on the on the uh, CNC Collision Center text line. I still don't understand how every collegiate sport has some kind of tournament or playoff system that is all-inclusive except D1 football. And, Jerry, I couldn't agree with you more, and I can't answer it. it it's a great game that has a lousy postseason playoff system. It's that simple. All right, 7.57. Let's uh, move along here. And uh, let's welcome in John Morris. John has got today's Baylor Sports Beat program here on ESPN Central Texas. 
It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Hi, everybody. It's Henry Jack of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our Baylor Coaches Show tonight live from Rudy's, plus Baylor women's basketball and volleyball news. It's all straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-sized weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Join us tonight for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's from 7 to 8 p.m. Join us tonight, 7 to 8 p.m., live from Rudy's for our Baylor Coaches Show and hear from Baylor's athletic director, Mac Rose. That's tonight, beginning at 7 from Rudy's. That's tonight at our new time for the Baylor Coaches Show, beginning at 7 p.m. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. That is tonight for our Baylor Coaches Show. Come join us 7 to 8 p.m. live from Rudy's and hear from Baylor's Director of Athletics, Mac Rhodes. The broadcast also right here on ESPN Central Texas beginning tonight at 7. Last night in the Farrell Center, Baylor women's basketball, number five in the nation, had a dominating win over Moorhead State, 73-28 the final score. Double doubles for Nelissa Smith and Queen Egbo and five players in double-figure scoring. Next up for the Baylor women, part of the Big 12 SEC Challenge, Saturday at 7 in the Farrell Center versus Missouri. Prior to that, Baylor Volleyball hosting NCAA tournament play in the Farrell Center Thursday and Friday. Baylor, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, Northern Colorado, and Washington State headed to Waco. Here's Baylor Volleyball coach Ryan McGuire. Yeah, well, when you look at all the teams, you got to realize they're, they've earned their right to get here, and uh, winners win. So Corpus Christi, winners of Southland Conference, uh, they got some really young athletes that are playing well, so... Uh, hopefully we can get after them and, and they're not too too experienced for postseason. And then uh, Northern Colorado's always good on defense. And then uh, the Greenies have done a great job at Washington State. Uh, that is definitely going to be a, a tough match for us. Uh, their program works really, really hard. They're physical. Uh, they have some good wins coming out of the Pac-12. So uh, size-wise, you know, that would be a team that matches up with us pretty good. And uh, we need to just out-volleyball them if, if that's who we end up facing. Ryan McGuire and Baylor Volleyball hosting NCAA tournament play in the Farrell Center Thursday and Friday. The first match for Baylor Thursday evening at 7 versus A&M Corpus Christi. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. 
from the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, I, I, help me. Who is this? <laughs> House of Pain. Well, of course it is. Jump around. Yeah, one of my favorites. All right, welcome back into the program. <laughs> this this is uh, game time. Funny here. story. That was the song for my brother's wedding. That was their wedding song. Really? Yeah, it was weird. That wasn't <laughs> the father daughter dance, was it? No, that, that would have been, been good. That would have been awesome. Yeah. No, it was. It was all the groomsmen and my goofy brother. <laughs> it was hilarious. All right. I always giggle when I hear that. That's uh, that's how we start the 8 o'clock hour here on the old program. Folks, uh, drive drive safely if you're out and about this morning. 8 o'clock hour. It's a good song. It, yeah, it's a great song. I, I'm going gonna, gonna to record it for you. Yeah, I think. You know what? I, can you give me a CD copy of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I really want? I want a 45. You're going to laugh there that are, I have a ton of those. There are people driving down the road going, 45? What's what he that? talking about? Grandpa? Yeah. I have a ton of those. I love Getting them. 78s? 33s? I, I do have some 78s and 33s in my collection. Hey, when I first started in this business. But I, I, I got them from, you know, my grandfather. And right. Stuff. Yeah. We used to play those. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. When I started, it was turntables. Yeah. I, I would tell you that at one point, I... Um, there was a vinyl disc that had commercials on it. How about that one that we had? Now, that was – we didn't use it, obviously, right. but I, it, it was in the building, and we would listen to it I've got from time to time. I've got some of those. I've got some of those. Interesting. Yeah, they, it was, they're really cool. Well, if you'll look on my desk, there's a thing called a cart sitting on my desk. Carts and reel-to-reel. Yeah. And now <laughs> it's computers. All right, I don't know. So now that we just took you uh, down memory lane from radio business, and you're like, who cares? We will tell you that the 8 o'clock hour is uh, brought to you by Versalip Southwest, a time manufacturing company. They're currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more, and you can apply at 7601 Imperial Drive. All right, coming up this hour, uh, we will uh, talk a little bit about the Cowboys. We'll also talk about the uh, Baylor women and their uh, – Boy, they're John. I think John said dominating. Maybe in the uh, the adjective you, you pick one. They kicked the snot out of Moorhead State last night, and uh, we'll talk about that game coming up. Uh, Chris James, the uh, head coach of the Chilton Pirates, will join us and talk about uh, Mart and Chilton. One of the uh, games that we're going to have uh, on our family radio stations, and then Scott Wright from the Oklahoman joins us. Uh, second day this week that we've had somebody from the Oklahoman on. Uh, so uh, the state of Oklahoma award making some news. Uh, Oklahoma losing a coach. Cowboys of Oklahoma State qualifying for the Big 12 championship. So kind of going in different directions right there. But uh, we'll talk to uh, Scott Wright, who is the beat writer for the Oklahoman, covers the uh, covers the Cowboys for the Oklahoman. So we'll do that uh, all coming up this hour here on the program. Let's Let's begin by – by talking about the Cowboys. Uh, and, I, and I asked you this on Monday, and I'll ask you again on Wednesday. Is it a bump of the road, or are the wheels off right now? And, and it's a 
look, I don't know that there's a right or wrong answer, but there's certainly an opinion. And on Monday I was – and I, st- I guess I still am. I, th- I think there's trouble right now. I think there's some – they've got a lot of issues, and some is not their fault. But then I think some is. Uh, Zeke, you got to rest him, don't you, at some point? I think you do. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you go about it and, and not give him some time off. Um, if if you want to be the team that you think you are, which I don't think they are right now, um, you need that guy, and you need him closer to healthy than he is right now. And he's not going to get there as long as you keep playing him. And I get it; you got ten days off, but go ahead and give him the day off. I mean, there, there's a there's a more than better chance with everybody out. That you're not going to get this one anyway. If that, so why put him in harm's way? If that's the production you're going to get, eight carries, 25 yards. It's not worth it. It's Yeah. Now, if he's 15, 20 carries, 100 yards, 85 yards, maybe. But if he's eight carries. Well, if he gets 100 yards, they win the game. Well, absolutely. But, but, I mean, but he's not. They're, they're not going to give it to him because they're scared – He's too banged up to give it to him that many times. And so, if you're that – I mean, if you're just going to err on the side of caution with him out there, just don't even put him out there. And you've got a guy who really could be a starter in a lot of camps, a lot of places. 20's a starter in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, well, he's not a 25-touch guy every week. Okay, he's not a 25-touch guy every week. I'm not going to argue with that. You didn't give the ball to anybody 25 times the last two weeks, so don't give me that. But you could certainly do it this week. Well, yeah, you could. When, and you know you got, when you know you've got 10 days off afterwards. Yeah, but you should be doing that anyway. Your, your point is very valid that, you know, that's what you should be doing. The only thing that bothers me is they haven't been doing that. No. And, and they should, again. And the question's why. I don't. I can't answer that because it makes absolutely zero percent sense to me. And, and don't give me. Well, we can't run the ball. We tried. We we tried, and, and we just couldn't run the ball eight times a game. It's not trying. It's just not. No. You got to keep. You got to keep banging your head against it. And, and and eventually, if you have the offensive line you think you have, if you're if you're going to be the best offensive line in in, in pro football or top five and you're telling me that you can't continually draw something up and keep plugging it to where eventually that offensive line wears on that defensive line and takes over the game and wins you the game by running the ball, then you don't have the best offensive line. You don't have the top five offensive line. So forget it. If I told you that Tony Pollard was averaging 5.3 yards a carry, wouldn't you feed him the football? Absolutely. Okay. He's averaging 5.3 yards a carry. Yeah. Feed him the football. You know, and I know what you're trying to do. I mean, Zeke is Zeke's your guy, and, and you spot with Pollard, and, and that's great when they're both healthy and ready to go, but they're not both healthy and ready to go. At least mm-hmm. it hasn't appeared over the last couple of weeks that, you know, and, and I know what they're saying in Cowboy camp. Oh, Zeke's fine, you know, blah, blah, you know, just – it's but he's been nursing this for two months. Then run it, the damn ball. It, well, I, yeah, and it's looked a lot different over the last couple of weeks than it has over the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. A lot different, you know. And all you can do is go by the results, and the results are you gave it to him eight times on Thursday. Eight. I mean, excuse me. What did I say coming into the season? If this team's going to be that team, they need to run the football. And I, I get it. Everybody's talking about it. it's a passing league now. 
Well, it doesn't have to be. If you have the horses to be able to go out and shorten the game and run the football, and there's nothing more demoralizing to a defense than somebody running downhill on you. It, it, look, when, when, when is the passing game at its best? When the running game's when working. there's a threat of the running game. It, it is that simple. Uh, so, we'll see. So, it's a Thursday night kick, and uh, – Dak Prescott talked about the challenges that they've got going into this one, you know, with everything and the absence of their head coach. Yeah, it's a great challenge. I mean, we've got to step up to it, though. Um, obviously, uh, not not the hottest coming up, coming off of a loss, uh, second straight two, second straight loss, and then obviously losing our head coach. Um, we're in for a challenge, but when you go into an atmosphere like this, you understand it's going to be a heavyweight challenge regardless. And uh, I know it's going to be a four quarter game, so it's just about us getting our, our mindset and our mentality right to to go do that and to be our best. And um, for offense, it's about communication, us being sound and us being on the same page and our nonverbal communication to make sure that we don't allow the crowd noise to become a problem or affect us um, as far as our execution. Well, well said. Company line. Yep, well said. Now, show me. I mean, I'm back to show me. You know, in in a five-game, six-game winning streak, whatever the heck it was, uh, you looked around and you went, boy, they are good in all three phases. And I don't think you can say that right now. In fact, I know you can't. They, they are not good in all three phases. Uh, no, they're not. Not even close. No. And, man, uh, you know, you, you're playing – and I realize you're on the road, but you're playing a team that's five and six. It's, one, it's lost four in a row. You better go make it five. You better pile on tomorrow night. In, Doesn't in, that sound a little familiar to Thursday? It sounds exactly like Thursday. You you had a five and five team that was on a three game losing streak, and it still it just just drives me nuts that one of those three losses was to a bad New York Giants football team. So the Giants can beat the Raiders, but the Cowboys can't. Ah, I mean that's just and so and now you got the Saints at five and six, losers of four in a row, and I think they're making a quarterback change this week. Desperate teams do desperate things. And so uh, you're going to see a different guy at, at, at the quarterback spot. I mean, come on, Ward. You got to go win this football game. And, and quite honestly, you got to go, you got to go, got to go be dominant in doing it. I mean, I, I, are you going to feel good if they eke out of there with a 17 16 win? I don't think they win. <clears throat> Holy moly. You Are you calling it right now? Yeah, I'm calling it. I think they get beat. Boy, if they get beat, then this thing is officially in the ditch. Because that's four out of their last five. It's one game over 500. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a lot of ugly when it comes to the Cowboys after. uh, And then you got 10 days for the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex to go nuts. roast. (laughs) Go nuts before their next football game. So, uh, to me, this is – this is kind of a pivotal game in their year right here, I, I think. I think it is, too, but I just don't think they get it done. Well, we're, we are going to find out. It is a, it's a Thursday night game. It's a 7 o'clock kick or thereabouts, and we will have it for you beginning with, uh, uh, with the pregame at 6 o'clock right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, it is uh, 8-13. We're 13 minutes after 8 o'clock. Let's continue with our Cowboy News. We'll get to the Cowboy Report with Christy Scales and then the weather forecast brought to you by Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home. All that straight ahead right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. A defensive back is added to the COVID list as the team prepares for Thursday's game in New Orleans. Not sure who'll start at quarterback for the Saints. Details after this. Head to the Star in Frisco to experience the most electrifying event of the season, Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza, powered by Reliant. This must-see event kicks off with the lighting of the Star's massive Christmas tree and leads to an unforgettable performance showcasing the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, Dallas Cowboys Rhythm and Blue, mascot Rowdy, Santa Claus, and special appearances from Dallas Cowboys football heroes. Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza is free and open to the public. Visit thestardistrict.com for more info. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Cowboy rookie cornerback Nashawn Wright was added to the COVID list, which already includes head coach Mike McCarthy, as well as six assistant coaches who'll miss tomorrow night's game in New Orleans. Defensive coordinator Dan Quinn not only takes on McCarthy's game day duties, he's preparing his defense for the Saints, not sure if Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon will start at quarterback. Cornerback Trayvon Diggs says they have to be ready no matter who's under center. You know, we just had to prepare for both the quarterbacks, two different style quarterbacks. We just got to adjust. I have all the faith in Coach Quinn to, you know, just to lead us out there and make sure we get the dub. The good news for the Cowboys is defensive end Demarcus Lawrence is on track to return after missing 10 games with a broken foot. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. Another warm day here in Central Texas as skies become mostly sunny. High temperatures way above average. We'll top out at 77 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. We fall to 48 and tomorrow more of the same. Partly cloudy skies, very mild and a high of 78. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Join us tonight for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's from 7 to 8 p.m. Join us tonight, 7 to 8 p.m., live from Rudy's for our Baylor Coaches Show and hear from Baylor's athletic director, Mac Rhodes. That's tonight, beginning at 7 from Rudy's. That's tonight at our new time for the Baylor Coaches Show, beginning at 7 p.m. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. 
Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to five years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service, independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Pascal Insurance represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Nationwide, and Hoheim Prairie. The real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out at 401 Madison and McGregor or learn more at psrealtors.com. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Come join us. Howmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Howmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Howmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. I'm Joe Kaleo. At Kaleo Wealth Management Group, we believe a sound financial plan always starts by developing a good relationship with each client. We'd like the opportunity to build a relationship with you and help begin charting your path toward your financial goals. Dream big. We'll listen. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Back to the Alan Samuel Studios. Now I know that song. <laughs> All right, welcome back in. How old is that song? That's pretty old. Yeah, that's what I thought. I vaguely remember that one. <laughs> All right, uh, welcome back. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. It's uh, 820. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to visit with the uh, head coach of the Chiltern Pirates, Chris James. We'll do that for you here in uh, just a couple of minutes. All right, it is a uh, Wednesday morning. And uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what went on at the Ferrell Center last night and what it was was a thumping war. Did you see the final 73-28 to 28, wow. Baylor, Baylor women over Moorhead State? I was just thinking about it. Between the Baylor men and the Baylor women, one loss, and that was on the road to a top-five uh, basketball team. Uh, it's pretty impressive. Uh, Baylor women now 7-1 and one overall, and uh, Moorhead State falls to 1-5. And, and Baylor held Moorhead State to under 30 points in the game, in the game. 
And uh, you're saying, well, God, I bet it's been a long time since they've done that. Nope. About a year ago, December the 19th, a year ago, uh, Baylor held McNeese State to 24 points. So uh, Sarah Andrews had 20 points in the uh, in the game. And, man, she was uh, – <laughs> the sophomore card started out 6 for 6 from the perimeter, finished 6 for 8 on the night and a uh, career high in three-point uh, makes. Uh, Queen Egbo recorded a career high 16 rebounds. So, uh, all in all, a uh, good night. For, uh, for the Baylor women and uh, talking about uh, Sarah Andrews and, and her night and her minutes in the game uh, after the game, uh, uh, Nikki Collin. Yeah, I mean, it did. I, I, I do think that, you know, when you, when you have limited bodies, you know, you still don't get to rest. Like, obviously, Sarah and, and Jamie played more today than they played in any of those three games in Cancun. And, and some of that was um, – I'm just trying to rest Jaden. You know, she's she's had some lower leg issues, and I just I, I just need her healthy, you know. So um, just wasn't going to go with her and play her a few minutes if I could keep her off of it. And and so because of that, you know, I mean, ultimately our, our post didn't get overplayed, but those two obviously did. So, um, but, you know, I mean, when you're, when you're making shots the way Sarah was, you know, it's not such a bad thing to stay in the game. And when you limit your opponent to 28 points in four quarters, there's not a lot of stress on your basketball team either, Ward. So uh, that was good. But she mentioned Sarah's numbers, uh, 20 points on the night. Uh, she was 6 of 8 from the field as we um, – uh, 7 of 12 from the field, 6 of 8 from three-point land. Uh, and she played 36 minutes in 25 seconds. Jamie played uh, 37 minutes and 48 seconds. So they logged some time last night, and that was good. And uh, they, they did exactly what they're supposed to do when they played Moorhead State. Uh, put them away and, and, and took care of business and moved to 7-1. and one. So, And then they're back in action. It's a basketball. Saturday's a big day, man. Uh, we, we've got football uh, starting at 7 a.m. with the kickoff at 11 o'clock. And then afterwards, you'll have the Baylor men's basketball team in action at the Ferrell Center with a 4 o'clock tip. And then the uh, Baylor women's basketball team in action with a seven o'clock tip at the Ferrell Center. So we got a basketball doubleheader to go with the football game. So uh, Saturday's a big day. Now here's what we're going to have to do uh, because of the uh, because of the uh, the uh, the potential length of the football game. We're, we're going to have the uh, men's basketball game on our sister station, Star one hundred four point nine FM. And then uh, by the time the, the football game uh, is done and, and the uh, post-game show and all that good stuff, and hopefully it's a post-game show talking about a Big 12 championship, once all that is done, then uh, the Baylor women will be right back here on ESPN. So we'll have the Baylor football game on ESPN and the Baylor women's basketball game on ESPN. The Baylor men's basketball game is going to be on Star 104.9. We just didn't want to take a chance. And certainly, you know, if uh, – you know. What look if you get into in, into an overtime situation, it, it would just it was just too close. I thought, uh, and and we we all agree that it was just too close. So we're gonna have the Baylor men's game on one hundred four point nine FM on Saturday. So there you go. All right, it is uh, eight twenty four. When we come back, we're gonna talk some high school football. We'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. The First National Bank of Central Texas is thrilled to back the Mar Panther football team as they make a run at another state championship. Just like the Panthers, we strive to be the best we can be every day, and we're proud of our roots. We've been a part of the Mar community since 1901. We are a locally owned bank that believes in getting to know and taking care of our customers. We invite you to come by and see us in Mart or any of our five locations, or find out more at fmbct.com. That's the First National Bank of Central Texas, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 
Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Valvoline Express Care, 833 North Valley Mills Drive, open Monday through Friday, 6 to 8, and Saturday, 8 to 5. The Baylor women have moved up a spot to fifth in this week's AP basketball poll. Last night, they improved to 7-1 with a 73-28 win over Moorhead State. The Baylor men are number four this week in both the AP and coaches' college basketball polls. They trailed Duke, Purdue, and Gonzaga. UCLA, Villanova, Texas, Kansas, Kentucky, and Arkansas finish off the top ten. Michigan has moved into the number two spot in the college football playoff poll. Georgia is still number one with Alabama and Cincinnati finishing out the top four. Oklahoma State is fifth, followed by Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Ole Miss. Baylor is ninth in the poll ahead of Oregon. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, stand by. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios. Eight twenty-eight. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. Our eight o'clock hour brought to you by Versa Lift Southwest. It is a Wednesday as we get ready for high school football coming up uh, this weekend, and we got uh, several games on tap for you, including the Mart and Chilton game. And we're joined now by Pirates head coach, uh, Coach Chris James. Coach, good morning, and and thanks for your time this morning. We really do appreciate you being with us. Uh, no problem. How's it going, guys? It is going great. Hey. 
talk to me about District 10 2A. I, I mean, it to me, it's amazing that last weekend we had all four teams playing each other. This weekend, two more teams playing each other. Uh, the strength of this league is is really, really impressive, isn't it? Yes, it really is. Um, you know, any given Friday, you know, it may sound cliche, but any given Friday, you know, we tell our guys anything can happen. Uh, you know, when going up against, uh, you know, Bremont, Wortham, and, of course, Smart, who's the number one team in the state, you know, it, it sort of forces everybody to raise their level of play in, you know, and I, I, I believe we was able to see that this year. Talk to me about your football team. Obviously, your one loss was to, to Mart earlier in the year. How how different of a football team are you today than you were back then? Well, we're definitely uh, battle-tested. Uh, you know, before playing the Mart game, you know, we were riding a four-game winning streak and feeling good about ourselves. and Well, a five-game winning streak and feeling good about ourselves. And, you know, maybe getting punched in the face by the Panthers was what we needed, you know, to wake up and try to get things on the right path. I was just looking. You you've recorded about four four shutouts since that loss. So yeah, I, I think I, I think that loss probably got your attention. Yeah, it did. Uh, our defense coordinator does a great job. Uh, that's one of our goals. Uh, you know, we put in front of the guys each week, and you know, let them know, hey, if they can't score any points, they can't win the game. And so, you know, the defense takes pride in that. Now, of course, every game can't be a shutout, but you know, we have our goals that we try to reach each week, and. You know, uh, they do a good job of uh, – coach do a good job of putting forth a good defensive game plan and uh, our guys execute. How much does your offense and defense feed off each other because you share so many athletes? Uh, big time. Uh, sharing athletes on this level is just one of the things that we have to do. You know, we don't, uh, we don't have the luxury of, you know, having an offensive group, defensive group. And so, you know, conditioning is a major part. Uh, you know, at times whenever, you know, let's say we have a kid break for a long touchdown or, you know, make a great defensive stop, you know, we got to get a backup in. And so, uh, you know, it, it, we take pride in, uh, in some of our kids and playing both sides and some of the kids at times when you do try to take them out to get them a breather. They're so used to playing the whole game and both sides of the ball to where they feel like they've done something wrong. And so, you know, our kids take pride in not coming off the field and, uh, and just playing, playing the game. Coach, uh, you, you played Bremont last week, as we mentioned, a, a district opponent. And I, I'm always curious, when you play somebody for that second time, uh, how much are you concerned about them doing a lot of things differently than what you've prepared for? And, and do you do a lot of things differently than the, your opponent prepared for? Uh, well, it definitely uh... – the mental aspect of the of the games when you're playing the team a second time uh, plays a major factor, major role. You know, in focusing on the game, executing the game plan, uh, you may have to do a wrinkle or two different because, you know, there's so much game planning that goes into playing the opponent twice, uh, nonetheless, the first time. And so you try to put in a wrinkle or two but not try to deviate so much from what you do. That way, you know, the kids have familiarity of things that they've been working on all year. And so, you know, it's more mental than what it is, uh, the X's and O's. Do you think then the kicking game in this type of situation can give you an advantage if you can do something there? Uh, any point that you can score uh, is, is vital uh, when facing such a good opponent in Mark. Uh, but the kicking game will be will be tremendous, uh, you know, in bo in all aspects, uh, kicking, punting, uh, extra points, you know, all of that plays a role in, in the game. 
Coach, uh, w- when you uh, when you look at this Mark Panther team, uh, break it down for us. What what are you going to have to do well to to be successful uh, Friday night? Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, Hoffman and the staff do a great job of uh, of getting those kids ready to play. Uh, you know, it's no secret uh, when you turn on film, you can see why they win so many games and they play so far in the postseason. Uh, you know, our biggest thing will be, like I said, at this point, uh, mentally uh, facing those guys and, uh, you know, have to remember that it is a football game and we've got to go out and compete. And uh, it's not so much the name as far as uh, taking care of and trying to execute on the field. Coach, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for your time. I look forward to uh, to seeing you Friday night, and uh, I, I still think it's it's cool. A regional championship between two teams from the same district, and last week we had all four kind of playing. <laughs> so uh, a, a great job by 10-2A, and we wish you the very best. Thanks so much for your time today. All right, thank you, guys. Have a great day. That is uh, Coach Chris James, the uh, head coach of the Chiltern Pirates. They're 12-1. and Their only loss uh, award was to Martin. That was 56-6. to So, uh there you go. We'll we'll have that game right here on ESPN Central Texas beginning. I know. Caught me off guard too. <laughs> Coach, what do you got to do? Pray. <laughs> That's great. Uh we'll uh, we'll have the game beginning at six thirty right here on ESPN Central Texas. That was great. <laughs> that was so good. A lot of fun. Hey, he's done. I'm telling you right now, Coach James has done a terrific job at that program. Again, go back and look at their scores. I can uh, see why kids want to play for him. Yeah, I mean, great guy. Great guy, does a great job. And and uh, that program is, uh, man, again, look, they're playing in December. They're playing. Mm-hmm. When you're playing in December, you're a good football team. You are an outstanding football team, no question about it. All right, uh, 834. We are going to talk some uh, Baylor OSU. We're going to do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget, check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. 
Real Texas Gun Show returns Saturday, December 4th and Sunday, December 5th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show is proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at our shows. They have plenty of guns of all types and ammo to go with it. The variety at the shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show is so much more than just guns. You'll also find hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. So come on down to the Real Texas Gun Show December 4th, 9 to 5, and December 5th, 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. TFNB, your bank for life, wants to congratulate the Crawford Pirates on a great football season. We're rooting for you in the playoffs. With five locations in Central Texas, TFNB has been your choice for hometown banking since 1889. Learn more or open an account with us at tfnbtx.com. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Go Pirates! John Morris here telling you all about our friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Alumacraft Boats and Mercury Outboards, has boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from the number one fishing and family fun boats by Alumacraft, powered by best-in-class Mercury Outboard. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Valvoline Express Care, 833 North Valley Mills Drive, open Monday through Friday 6 to 8 and Saturday 8 to 5. The Baylor women have moved up a spot to fifth in this week's AP basketball poll. Last night, they improved to 7-1 with a 73-28 win over Moorhead State. The Baylor men are number four this week in both the AP and coaches' college basketball polls. They trailed Duke, Purdue, and Gonzaga. UCLA, Villanova, Texas, Kansas, Kentucky, and Arkansas finish off the top ten. Michigan has moved into the number two spot in the college football playoff poll. Georgia is still number one with Alabama and Cincinnati finishing out the top four. Oklahoma State is fifth, followed by Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Ole Miss. Baylor is ninth in the poll ahead of Oregon. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Cowboy. Cowboy. All right, 839, 21 away from 9. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Again, coming up Saturday, it is the Big 12 Championship game at AT&T Stadium. The Cowboys of Oklahoma State and the Bears of Baylor will begin our coverage at 7 a.m. with game day live. And then at 9 o'clock, it is the, uh, the uh, tailgate show. And then at 11, John, JJ, and Ricky with the call of the Bears and the Cowboys. And we are joined now by Scott Wright from the Oklahoman. And, Scott, we you, if you want to come out at 7 a.m., we'd love to have you on the pregame show. <laughs> that might be a little bit early for me, but I appreciate the invite. <laughs> I bet. Hey, what an eventful few days in the uh, in the state of Oklahoma when it comes to college football. Oh my goodness, it's been uh, it's been wild. On uh, on Saturday night, I was convinced that uh, that that Oklahoma State winning Bedlam was going to be uh, going to be the biggest thing for at least a week, and it uh, it lasted about fifteen hours. So, um, you know, Lincoln Riley. Uh, heads out west, and uh, and and it's been uh, it's been crazy around here ever since. When, when you look at the game, uh, 
you had they had the muff punt and I mean there was like nine free points handed to the Sooners yet the Cowboys found a way to win the football game. Yeah, that was uh, that was the most impressive thing because you know when you uh, when you get into Bedlam and you look at uh, at what this game has been like for Oklahoma State under Mike Gundy they they had only won two of uh, of the previous eighteen matchups. Um, it, uh, that third quarter just felt like, uh, kind of like, here it goes again. You know, it was, uh, it was crumbling all around them and, um, felt like it was going to end up getting ugly for, for a little bit there, but, um, kind of hidden in the mess of all of that third quarter was the fact that the defense had really started playing really well. And, uh, they go on and, and pitch a second half shutout, um, you know, with all the, all the points coming off of an offensive miscue and a special teams miscue. So, um, really, an impressive second half for the defense to uh, to get the Cowboys back in the game, and, and the offense obviously found its way finally in the fourth quarter. Scott, where did this defense come from? Did you see this coming for the last couple of years that this could be the year that this defense really blossoms? Uh, yes, in terms of of, of blossoming, um, I did not see this type of defense coming out of that. Uh, even last year, they had you know they had their moments. They struggled against Oklahoma. They gave up forty four to Texas Tech last year um so there wasn't anything that told you this was going to be one of the uh one of the two or three best defenses in the country this year uh but you knew that this was going to be the year that they were going to be good with all the guys that were going to be seniors and uh you know you had a couple of guys who were juniors last year who decided to come back and put a test at the nfl and decided not to uh you had a couple of six-year seniors that decided to come back as super seniors so um, you knew with, with all the veteran experience they were going to have that they had a chance to be really good. All of these guys have been, uh, with the exception of one starter, uh, you know, 10 of the 11 starters have been here through the entirety of Jim Knowles' ter- uh, time as, as defensive coordinator, and that really helps. So you knew they were going to be good, but, uh, but I don't think anybody saw this type of defense coming. When you look at this game, uh, you, you, we talk about Oklahoma State's defense, and rightfully so. Baylor with a, a very good defense as well. Is is this a game in your mind that's that's going to be kind of an old school football game? Maybe you know, low scoring, twenty one seventeen, something like that, or or how do you see this one going? Uh, yeah, I absolutely see a a low scoring game coming out of out of this one again. Um, you know, obviously both teams were uh, uh, were really good on defense the last time around. Uh, when they when they met in that 24 to 14 game, so uh, you know I think that'll be uh, that'll be the case again, and um, you know it comes down to uh, you know which offense can can make enough plays at, at the quarterback position and and in the running game to uh, to swing things on their side. This running game for the Cowboys has been very very good all season long, but have you seen it any better than it was on Saturday night? Oh boy, um, you know they've had times you know. Jalen Warren uh, at, at times has uh, has had has been dealing with some injury issues here down the down the stretch. So he had some better games probably earlier in the season. Um, you know the Boise State game comes to mind when he went over 200. But uh, as a collective unit, uh, that was uh, that was really key to what they were doing against against Oklahoma. So um, that's something that, uh, that they're going to need to to keep going because the offense just it operates so much better when the when the run game is working. And I was going to ask you to talk about Spencer Sanders and, and describe his style of play for us. Well, he's uh, he's a, a unique type of uh, type of quarterback. Really fast, can move really well, uh, but he has really dedicated himself to becoming a better thrower over the last couple of years. Uh, he was already he, he had a strong arm and was really accurate, 
but he was uh, he was a little bit shaky in his decision making. And Baylor obviously saw that last time around. They picked him off three times. So, um, you know, since that game, he's only had four the rest of the season since uh, since that Baylor game in October. So uh, that's been one of the biggest changes for this offense is that Sanders really settled in and uh, and started making better decisions, taking care of the ball, running effectively when he has the opportunity, and uh, and not throwing near as many picks. So that's been uh, that's been a, a huge change in this offense for for Oklahoma State. Scott, when you look at this game coming up on Saturday, if you looked at all three phases of the uh, game, who has the advantage in what phase gives them the biggest advantage, in your opinion? Well, uh, you know, obviously the Oklahoma State is just, is just on a different level than uh, than anybody else in the conference right now. And uh, and and I think that is a, uh, a big-time difference maker. You look at, at what they've been able to do so, to – some teams here recently the way they've been playing is just is just pretty ridiculous the second half shutout against OU that I mentioned um, you know they uh, they went a month without giving up a, uh, a first team touchdown uh, from uh, from the Iowa State game in late October to uh, to the first quarter against Oklahoma the first team defense didn't give up a touchdown so um, they've been playing on just a uh, on just a totally different level um, you know I think uh, I, I think Baylor understands how to attack Oklahoma State's offense, and that's going to be a, a little bit of an equalizer there. Um, Oklahoma State's own special teams has been uh, has been kind of uh, erratic. You know, they had uh, they had the the muff punt that they gave Oklahoma a touchdown, but they also uh, took one away in the same the same manner, and they had a hundred yard kickoff return for a touchdown. So they can do some really good things on special teams, and then look really bad at sometimes. So it's uh, that's a that's a little bit of a wash there. So it's uh, it's it should add some entertainment to the game for sure, because they can do some, some crazy things, but, um, but it will, uh, it, it's hard to, hard to predict whether they're going to be really good or really bad on special teams. Sometimes Scott, the uh, college football playoffs, uh, the, uh, rankings came out last night. What's the feel, what's the vibe around Stillwater when, when it comes to the Cowboys at number five? Uh, they, uh, they really good about being in that spot. Um, obviously, you'd like to be at number four right now, but uh, but they know that they've got uh, more uh, on the table in front of them to add to their resume than than really anybody else in the in the country outside of the the uh, the folks in the SEC. So um, they know that, uh, that with another top ten win, they could put themselves in uh, in the best possible position to get into that top four. And you know, as long as Georgia takes care of business and beats Alabama. They feel like they've got a pretty good shot of, of getting in, or or if one of those other games turns out to be an upset with uh, either Michigan or uh, Cincinnati losing. So um, they they feel pretty good about the spot they're in. With all the coaching carousel going on, why are we not hearing Mike Gundy's name thrown out there very much? He is uh, he is as happy right now as he's been in my entire time covering him, um, which uh, which goes sporadically back to, to 2008. So. Um, you know, he is really content with the leadership at Oklahoma State. They have a new president, a new athletic director this year, both of whom took over in uh, in July of this year, and he has been uh, he has been really happy all year. Um, you know, he he feels like they're working together better than they have uh, before. Um, you know, he uh, he he made a point not to not to throw Mike Holder. Or, uh, or former President Burns Hargis under the bus, but uh, but he's just he just feels like like the current administration 
is working together with him better than uh, than anybody else has. Um, you know, he got a raise mid-season, uh, new contract that uh, extended him back to a five-year rollover contract. So, um, you know, the administration is is doing their part to uh, to keep him satisfied, and he's been really pleased with uh, with the way things are going. Talking about Mike Gundy, uh, obviously the win over Oklahoma Saturday night was an emotional victory for the Cowboys. Is Gundy and the staff concerned about getting this team emotionally ready to play again this week in, after the uh, after that big emotional win over Oklahoma Saturday? Yeah, that's been a uh, a major focus since Sunday afternoon when they got the players back at the facility and uh, started getting ready for uh, for this game was to make sure that they were turning the page and um, you know they're uh, they're definitely concerned about it but. Um, but the fact that they have so many veterans, particularly on defense, I mean, every starter on this defense is a, is at least a fourth-year junior. Their their average age is, is 21.9 years old uh, across the starting defense. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, but they have so many veterans on this team, guys who, who um, haven't necessarily been in this position before, but they understand uh, the importance of, of staying focused from week to week and and that's that's what's enabled them to get to this position, and and they feel like that's what's going to give them the best chance to win on Saturday. What was Mike Gundy's reaction to the Lincoln Riley move? He didn't uh, he didn't have a whole lot to say uh, about it. Obviously, his brother Kale is on staff, and and Kale didn't know about it uh, until uh, until everybody else found out. So, um, or, or shortly before, anyway, um, and uh, and he was surprised by it. So. Uh, I think I think Gundy was was pretty shocked by it, uh, although he didn't uh, didn't really talk much about it. Hey Scott, man, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much uh, for being with us this morning, and uh, look forward to it on Saturday. Should be a lot of fun. Bears and the Cowboys Saturday morning at AT and T. I think it's going to be a good one. Appreciate you having me, guys. Hey, have a great day. That is uh, Scott Wright from the Oklahoman as the uh, Bears and the Cowboys again tee it up at eleven a.m. Hey, we invited him to the seven a.m. Uh, broadcast and. Mm-hmm. He he didn't seem real, real fired up to. Can join. you blame him? <laughs> Seven a.m. It's uh, you know what, but it it, it it will be a fun deal. I mean, you can while you're making your if you're driving up, uh, we lock it in. We've got it for you. Uh, get get you up there, get you ready, get you get get your tailgating going, and and uh, we'll have the pregame uh, starting at seven a.m. Uh, we're going to be, be interesting to see how many tailgaters there are at AT and T Stadium. I, I think there's going to be a lot of fun out there, and and they're going to be up there before you even get set up. Oh, I, I I agree. I think you're going to see a lot of camping in the parking lot and all that kind of stuff. I think it's uh, I, I'm uh, looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get started bright and early at 7 a.m. and we're gonna be at 1010 Collins right across the street from the uh, from the stadium. You can skip a rock and. And hit it, and you can come over there. That's where the alumni association is going to be in the Walmart parking lot. Uh, no, the, I mean it. it <laughs> Collins lo- is the other side. Yeah, right. But if if you go online and just Google Ten Ten Collins, and I mean you can take a virtual tour of the building and the parking lot. It's going to be cool, and we'll be there, and and uh, you can come by and and uh, and hang out and all that kind of stuff. And man, uh, the alumni association is going to be there. They're going to throw away a big shindig for. For everybody and all the uh, all the Baylor alums and fans and friends uh, in the Metroplex and those coming up from Waco, uh, that's 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 going to be a headquarters. That's going to be the hangout right across the street at Ten Ten Collins, and that's where uh, 
That's where we'll be set up broadcasting live starting at 7 a.m. with Game Day Live. So should be a lot of fun. Look forward to it. And, uh, heck, man, I mean, you know this, Ward. I mean, th- these th- this is a, a great opportunity. I started to say golden. Uh, no pun intended. But it's a great opportunity uh, for Dave Aranda to showcase his football team. Normally, and you can say, well, you know, there's a lot of games on national television. And, and you're right, there are. Uh, every And every Saturday, you can probably find 45 of them. I mean, you know, it's one of those deals. But this Saturday, you're talking about a handful of games, at, you know, spread out throughout the day. And you're going to be showcasing your, your, your program, and you're going to be showcasing your conference to the country. And basically, you're going to have the stage all to yourself. And that's kind of cool. That and, is cool. And not only are you going to be able to to showcase uh, to players and, and to kids and to families in the Metroplex, but across the country with the national television and the and, and I'm telling you, national radio is going to be there. It's a mm-hmm. big deal. It is a big deal. And look, he's done it in his second season after a season of COVID and two and seven. I mean, it's. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees, but I'm telling you right now, I'm just reflecting back on this season, and we're not even done with it yet, but just reflecting back on this season and what they've accomplished is just borderline remarkable. And and, and none of us saw it coming. If you did, you're – come on now. No, absolutely. And and that's that's what's the the really, really cool thing about it is, you know, there's nobody that predicted – that this team would get in the Big 12 championship, much less, you know. Look, you were, they, you were you hoping. Were, you were crossing your fingers you could just barely get bowl eligible. Bingo. You were going to ride your defense to bowl eligibility. That was the plan in July. Hmm. You know, you didn't – look, you didn't know who was going to be the quarterback. You, you, you knew that you had offensive line problems. You've had offensive line problems. Well, heck, the offensive line is as good as it gets. You got, you've gotten great quarterback play, and the defense has lived up to its billing. And therefore, you've gone from two and seven to ten and two, and playing for a championship on Saturday. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, uh, eight fifty-four, six away from nine. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, and uh, we are brought to you in part by Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace near Cabela's, where they are open seven days a week, Monday through Saturday, from ten till six, Sunday noon until five. It's a three-step arch support system. It's a strengthener, a maintainer, and a relaxer. You put those three together, and you're going to create a total body wellness program with Premier Pain Relief products. Uh, so check them out. They got. 300 and diff- 350 different sizes, and uh, they take walk-ins as well as appointments. And the consultation, the fitting, and the explanation, and the whole nine yards is absolutely free. So if, if, you, if you're saying, well, I, I don't know if this is right for me, but I'm, I'd like to find out and I need some more information, well, that consultation and that fitting and all of that good stuff, absolutely free. Seven days a week, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6, and Sunday noon to 5, it is uh, located in the uh, Central Texas Marketplace near Cabela's, we're talking about our good friends at Good Feet. It is 8.55, 5 in front of 9 o'clock. John Morse is coming up at 3 today. He'll continue the uh, conversation on Baylor and Oklahoma State. Matt Mosley will be here at 4. I'm sure he'll have something to say about that. And uh, Greeny's coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. So 
That is the uh, the lineup for you here today as uh, we roll through a Wednesday. That is going to do it for us. Thanks for, uh, for being a part of the program, and many thanks to uh, all of our, our guests today. Shehan Jayaraja from CBS Sports, also to Chris James, the head coach of the uh, Chilton Pirates, and to Scott Wright from the Oklahoma. Thanks for being a part of it. We'll do it again tomorrow morning at 7. For Ward, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening, and good day. Baylor, Oklahoma State, in the Big 12 championship game. This Saturday at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. Live from Arlington. 11 a.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Cowboys. Join J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, Saturday morning from Arlington. Here on the home of Baylor Bear football, ESPN Central Texas. Having an accredited land consultant like Daryl Weems and his team of farm, ranch, land, and home experts on your side is a must when making what may be the biggest financial decision in your life. Selling farm and ranch property since 1925, United Country's Twin Bends Realty is your go-to source for real estate industry insight and advice. Sellers will benefit from UC's cutting-edge technology that will provide your property with maximum visibility. Find your freedom by calling Daryl Weems, your local land pro at United Country Twin Bends Realty. Learn more at twinbendsrealty.com. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletic teams. Through the sale of Crawford apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something then let the pros at mallory screen print and embroidery do the job for you they can customize your logo on t-shirts caps dress shirts golf shirts winter apparel and more stickers for any occasion banners and signs large or small see more at malloryprint.com or call 1-800-433-2220 for your next custom screen printing or embroidery check out their full catalog at malloryprint.com this view was worth a hike right and it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Colaguard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Colaguard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. 
From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.